here's a message from Ken Lavica. I'm angry at a sports team, but before that, it's a special day for a special man. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. It's got to be said, I'm, uh, I'm tired of teams holding superstars hostage. I've had enough. And now we've got media conspiring with these organizations as well. Does this have a little bit to do with my teams being on the wrong end of some not-so-kosher business? Maybe. Does it frustrate me? Yes. Is it kind of gross? Absolutely. However, before that, Stone, do we have the music ready? Do we have the music ready? Jeanette, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Jeanette is ready. I am ready. Stone, cue it up. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Stone Labanowitz. Happy birthday to you. To you. All right, we're not, we don't need to do it again. He already it feels like he's uh, he's out on it. Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> I'm not out on it at all. I thought that was spectacular. Happy Feliz, birthday. Feliz cumpleaños. You guys clearly didn't rehearse it, but uh, other than that, it was well, good. Let me give you a little peek behind the scenes here at Ken Levick Alive. About uh, 97 seconds before we went on the air, I'm like, hey, Stone, find a, uh, a uh, happy birthday song bed. So you're right. There was no rehearsal whatsoever. Now. But I feel like that's the true authenticity of this show, you know? Like, it would have been weirder if we rehearsed it and came out with, like, harmonies and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nonetheless, I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, So so how old? uh, 25? 25 years old? Quarter mark? Quarter of the way there. Wow. So 25 is the age uh, where I say that... From a a drinking perspective, Mm, say it. That's when things start to break a little bit. The hangovers, they get a little more hangovery. The recovery gets a little longer. Like we're talking multiple day recovery, 25. 25 is a great age, and you've still got your whole life ahead of you. But from a drinking perspective, this is where things start to slide downhill. My first hangover, like really bad where I woke up and I was like, what the heck is this? Was 26. So my advice to you, these nights where you stay up late with like Takis on your stomachs, mashing down whatever foods you like with no care in the world, enjoy them. Yeah. Enjoy it. Drink all the beers. Get wasted. Black out. Because once the hangovers come, it's game over for you. Yeah. You've already got the dairy problem. I mean, I got the dairy problem, yeah. but it's just not advice that I want. I, I think I'm cut from a different cloth. <laughs> so some call me hard body. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that I'm going to, you know, endorse some of the things that you guys are talking about. I'll just charge right through it. Uh, I had that same mentality, and Ken knew me in college. I was a feral rat. You're just not hard body, though. There's just a difference between hard body and feral rats. I, I can't wait yeah, well, for a year. 
Just uh, trust me, you'll feel hard body when you're laying with a pounding headache and motionless at uh, four in the afternoon after uh, drinking all night once you've hit 25 years old. If you have any 25-year-old advice to uh, to Young Stone Lebanowitz, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Uh, you can pass it along on social media as well. Uh, I suppose you can send it to me, and I'll pass it along to him uh, at KLV1063. Any 25-year-old advice to uh, Stone the Bandits. When when can you? I mean, I'm so old now; it doesn't matter. At what age can you officially rent a car? Is it 25? It's 25 because I rented a car this weekend, and it was the first time that I was able to do that. Wow, wow! It really 25. You're already and already the, reaping dividends for you. And doesn't insurance go down? Um, I think that's 26. Oh, almost there. I do think that's 26. Almost there. Yeah. We did uh, We did get gifts mm-hmm. for you, uh, 25-year-old Stone Lebanowitz. By the way, when when exactly time-wise does the birthday take place? Do you know your, your time of birth? I do not know the time of birth. Interesting. It, okay. Is that something that somebody's supposed to know? I mean, typically, it's I think just, it's someone that knows. Most people know their time of birth. Uh, I forget. I think it's 406 a.m. You, you, you were at a.m. Yeah, I yeah, was like I was one. I was like one thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, it's not for astrology purposes. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. But like, just as a fun fact, like, oh, four. My mom calls me at four o'clock in the morning every year for my birthday, just as a reminder so and out of revenge. We uh, revenge. So we um, we we got you gifts, and uh, Jeanette, uh, why don't we why don't we go ahead and present him the? Uh, this is the the main course already. We'll just go right to the main course. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have a traditional gift we'll be giving to Stone as as we do on this show. But for Stone, uh, we know that you love mid-quarterbacks. Mid to poor quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a certain obsession with a young man who is, uh, who is determined that it's time to bake mm-hmm. uh, in Tampa Bay. He mm-hmm. is the number one quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jeanette's. Favorite NFL team. That is uh, former number one overall pick. And since then, bouncing around the league, Baker Mayfield. He probably, Jeanette, is the best example of a mid-quarterback uh, right now in the NFL who's still still hanging on, but by him hanging on, it just reveals how mid he is. Is that pretty accurate? Absolutely. It's everything that Stone loves to support. In fact... I would call Baker Mayfield the patron saint of mid-quarterbacks. And lucky for you, Stone, we have found something that solidifies that. Through the deep, dark recesses of the internet, Jeanette was able to acquire for you a candle. A candle, and the decoration is special. Because it is, it is, what would you say? Is it a, is it a, a, a the, the Virgin Mary? Is it? No, it's the patron saint of mid-quarterbacks. Okay, this is the patron saint of mid-quarterbacks. This is art straight from the Bible. Um, and it is Baker Mayfield wow. with, uh, with, well, a religious robe on, hailing to the heavens uh, as we testify to his midness. Uh, I will need you to light that and pray for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers every Sunday stone. This is one of the best gifts I've uh, received on, on a birthday. It legit is something that I feel like you need to light every Sunday and worship it. Uh, before football starts at 1 o'clock. Please, and it's also a way for us to relate on Sundays in a very selfish manner right. that, Stone, or did you light the Baker Mayfield right. candle the, the, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, St. Saint, Saint Baker, 
the patron saint of mid-quarterbacks. Yes. It, it is a candle. It's decorated and just Baker Mayfield I mean, decor all he, around. Yeah, and he has a religious robe on, and it's him. It's him. Someone created a candle, a work of art. Uh, it is him wearing a priest's robe, and he has his arms and his hands outstretched to the heavens. Baker Mayfield, St. Baker, the patron saint of mid-quarterbacks. We'll take a photo of that because Absolutely. it needs to be seen to uh, to be believed. And also, I delivered it in a construction truck box right. because we know Stone, Stone loves, loves construction, construction work. Right, he just loves the shape of their their, their backside. Yes. Yeah, that's and a fact. How manly they are. Yes. I tell you what, this is an A-plus gift from both of you guys. Knocked it out of the park, a Baker Mayfield-specific candle. I mean, they don't sell those on the internet. This is man-made. This is special. This could go for hundreds upon hundreds of dollars to the right buyer, and I'm glad I, so wait, 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 I have wait, it in wait. my hands. So you're thinking of reselling it already? I'm not thinking of reselling it. I'm thinking of cherishing it every Sunday. This right. isn't only going to go for Baker Mayfield, but all of the other saints, the Aarons of the world, right? The Joe Burrows, the Patrick well, Mahomes, no. all of the elite of the elitist. I uh, I think this one... Uh, but now be careful. You don't want you don't want to light a candle uh, celebrating the Patriots state of mid quarterbacks and think that that's going to give any additional powers to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, what? what? If anything, that's going to revert them to the mean, to the mid. Do you know when you light a specific right. candle for a saint, you're praying for a purpose? This is powerful stuff. Yeah, you're praying for uh, like for I, I I forgot my saints. I grew up Catholic. Haven't been to a Catholic church in years, decades. Um, you light a candle for a specific reasons like for mary you, mm-hmm. you for healing and just peace and okay like so for this one specifically yeah, i would keep it away from aaron Rodgers. yeah this one <laughs> specifically it's uh lord i need you to per- to provide all peace strength and wisdom to all of the mid quarterbacks this right. nfl sunday amen and you say that as you're lighting the candle correct so all of those things can happen to baker mayfield for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and so we can celebrate a win, me for my Bucks and you for t- uh, Baker here, Mayfield. Here, let's make a list of all the quarterbacks that this will actually apply to. Your candle, uh, your St. Baker candle, St. Baker, the patron saint of mid-quarterbacks. Uh, Jared Goff will uh, will receive comforting healing from above uh, once you light this candle. Okay. Jared Goff will. Uh, let's see, who else? Um, Is this going to be a Ryan Tannehill thing as well? Mm, Ryan think- Tannehill. He's mid? Yeah, he is mid, yes. yes. At Tua? this point in his career. No, Tua's not mid, thank you. Tua had MVP numbers uh, <laughs> during week 12 of the NFL season. So a I, year can't, ago. I can't include Tua in any of my no, prayers? Tua, no, not at, please stay away. Okay. Stay away with your mid prayers uh, for Tua. Uh, Kirk who Cousins? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, Kirk Cousins and Jordan Love. Her cousins and Jordan Love. Yeah, I guess you're gonna have to go ahead and throw Mac Jones on there. Mac Jones is He's definitely is, in yeah, there no too. Doubt. But it, I mean, are you praying for him? Uh, I suppose. How about both Jones, Daniel and Mac? Yeah, definitely. Danny Dimes yeah. is on there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We can keep him out. Uh, Jimmy G. <laughs> Hell yeah! If I'm gifting Stone that candle, we put Jimmy G uh, in that. Jimmy G is on Write him that. down. Write him down. It makes a lot of sense to yeah. put Jimmy G on there. How about Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy's got to go on there. I think yeah. he's uh he's he's like upper echelon of mid through like eight games of his career at this point. Yeah, and I think that's good. It's a good list. I think that's a good list right there. So uh, again, the saint of all of them, the leader is Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. He is the face. He's the patron saint of mid quarterbacks. So Stone, I hope you enjoy. We collectively hope you enjoy your your gift. That is the main course of your your gift, and of course. 
I would present, I would present, uh, now here's the problem. Uh, we traditionally, as, as one does on Ken Levicka Live, give Stone a big bag of Takis and beer for his birthday as well. Mm-hmm. Problem, I have the beer with me, forgot the Takis in the car. <gasps> so what we'll do is uh, we'll give a ceremonial delivery of the Takis after the show, because I don't think I can make it to the to the the parking garage and back during the course of a break, or I could just start come back from a break on the phone. Who knows? But I I will deliver the beer right now. So, um, here we go. Uh, listen, you guys knock this out of the park every single year. Although it's it's been two years, it's um it gets better and better. It seems like it's just <laughs> only up from here. I mean, it, it got you some red stripes. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He went for the red stripe. That's what Ken got a solid six pack. And of course, it's the glass bottle. Do not come so anywhere it's classy. with a plastic. Right. I mean, I tell you what. Red stripe. Again, you guys are just raising the bar yeah. as this goes on. Takis, red stripe. And, and, and Jeanette, it is the giant bag of Fuego Takis. Oh. I, I, I splurged for the giant bag of Fuego Takis because I knew Fuego was his flavor. We put time into this, Stone. Yeah. We put time into a this. A family-sized bag of Takis is is a thought. They had a new that, sweet chili flavor, but I'm like, that's not Stone. Like, let's stick with what we know. Yeah, stick to what you know. But the, the family size of Takis is is what I see when, when I finally fall into a slumber. It, no. is, it is the one well, thing. Well, that's that, because it's on your stomach. <laughs> it's the one thing that, that <laughs> not suits me. Not his girlfriend, not the TV. No, no, it's the Takis. Exactly. Um, you guys are awesome. I appreciate it. So, uh, so again, uh, if you wanted to keep track, uh, Stone Stone has just been gifted on his 25th birthday, 25, 25, a, a Baker Mayfield candle. That's not a joke. A Baker Mayfield candle uh, that features Baker Mayfield dressed up uh, in priest garb. Uh, he sort of looks like they took the body of Christ <laughs> and they put Baker Mayfield's head on it. That's exactly what happened. That's, that's exactly what that yeah. is. So uh, a, a Baker Mayfield St. Baker, the patron saint of mid-quarterback Stone, will be lighting that at 12.40 p.m. Eastern time every Sunday mm-hmm. uh, before his favorite mid-quarterbacks go to work uh, in the NFL. And uh, then, of course, the family-sized bag of Fuego Takis and a six-pack uh, six bottles, bottles of, <laughs> of Red Stripe. So there you go. Happy I mean, birthday. I appreciate you guys. It's a home run. You hit it out of the park again. And he's already rented a car. Boy, 25 is starting <laughs> I mean, big. Come on, baby. Pass. 25 is starting big. All right. <laughs> Everything coming up stone. Everything's coming up stone. If you have any uh, advice for young 25-year-old Stone Labanowitz, feel free to share it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Jeanette and I, our piece of advice was, hey, Uh, just understand your hangovers are about to get worse. 25 was the age where uh, we both started to regress when it came to recovery time Mm -hmm. from from heavy drinking. Uh, Why don't we take a break, and uh, we'll start a proper uh, radio show here. Uh, But happy birthday to Stone Labanowitz. Uh, and and we hope you enjoy all uh, all of your gifts, my friend. Uh, she is Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. It's Stone Labanowitz's birthday. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. By the way, Stone, you a birthday cake guy, or would you prefer not birthday cake stuff? Because I'm not a big cake person. I'm not a huge cake person, but I go back and forth. It really depends on the year. 
I like ice cream cake. It depends on the year. Yeah, one year I'll be into it and be asking for it, and the other year I'll be asking for fruit roll-ups and gushers yeah. and just fruit did snacks. You, did you did you see what this guy requested for the the always awkward in office birthday <laughs> celebration where we sing and then everybody stands around awkwardly and looks at one another? No, what did you request? Uh, gushers and fruit roll-ups. How about that? That's a flex. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty Because usually it's like cookies. That. Everybody does the same cookies right. and and pastry thing. But he went he went fruit roll ups and gushers. I'm pretty excited to have a gusher because I don't think I haven't had one in a couple years and I love them. Is it the ones that explode, right? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. great. I, I wanted that. to get everybody excited. It's not the old, oh, okay, give me a chocolate chip cookie. It's the default. Like uh, Low key though. I wanted a chocolate chip cookie. I was I walked into the office today. I'm gonna get some Publix chocolate chip cookies. Well, and I wanted you're to see, gonna get a fruit roll up instead. Yeah, I wanted to see Ken eat a fruit roll up. Like yeah. I just, you know, I want the experience. Well, you know how I eat a fruit roll up is I just uh, no I, hands. I, well, I whole thing is a ball. I don't tear it apart. I don't. Pretend, I just do the whole ball right in the mouth. You freak of nature. That is Ew. a terrible take. I'm gonna make you roll that? it all the That's- way. I don't know. It's gross. I'm gonna make him roll it down though. No hands. He's just gotta. No, I use my hands yes. to roll it into yes. a ball and then I eat it. That's, Kenny, you're that's disgusting. disgusting. You're disgusting. I like that's, the whole ball in my mouth. Yeah, that, apparently. Yeah, pause. <laughs> apparently. That's I unnatural. can't wait to pound those guys. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Uh, yeah, Stone, we're going to record this because that's disgusting. Uh, all right. So so let's, uh, let's do something productive here. Well, Stone's birthday was productive, but I mean more productive. Uh, all right. I am I am a fan of of the Heat and I am a fan of the Dolphins and I have been over the last couple of weeks on the receiving end of two other pro sports organizations that aren't serious organizations. Uh two other organizations that just don't do right by their players. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. They are uh, extremely extremely sketchy. The first, of course, the Portland Trailblazers and what they've done to poor Dame Lillard, who's done nothing but labor for them, done nothing but try and drag them out of the basketball abyss for 11 years now. And what does what does he have to show for it? A GM and Joe Cronin, who A, has no idea what he's doing, B, is doing business in his feelings, and C is simply just trying to make a stand for the sake of people uh, in his general vicinity thinking he's a tough guy. Like that that's right now the Joe Cronin reality. He's not cut out for this. He has no clue how to navigate through this. He created the problem that he faces, why Dame Lillard wants out, and now that Dame Lillard wants out, he thinks that it makes him look weak if he gives in, and so he's just going to hold Damian Lillard hostage. It is it is truly, especially when you put it up against the James Harden situation, other uh, contra- or, uh, trade requests that have been granted, especially in the NBA over the last decade or so, it is dastardly from Joe Cronin and the Portland Trailblazers. But then there is what happened to the Dolphins. The Dolphins were trying to acquire... Jonathan Taylor. A Jonathan Taylor who, in 2021, had over 2,000 all-purpose yards. Had over 1,800 rushing yards. 500 more than the next closest rusher in the NFL. An absolute stud. And a guy who is on his rookie contract. And at the time, I mean, already, they're talking about 
Indianapolis Colts ring of honor. He's the best offensive player on that Colts team. A young guy who applied his trade at Wisconsin and immediately came in and made a huge, massive impact. Now, last year, Jonathan Taylor's production, it decreased. They were a bad football team, right, Stone? They had four wins last year. They were just a bad, bad football team. There's a reason that they had the the top pick, and there's a reason why Anthony Richardson became available for them. Well, not the top pick, but put themselves in a position to grab an Anthony Richardson. Right. I, I think out of every team in the league last season, when you got to week 14, 15, 16, it was just, all right, let's take them out behind the barn like it's time we got to put them out of their misery we need the season to end for these guys it was hard to watch he and and Jonathan Taylor in particular Jeanette suffered three separate ankle injuries Mm. last year high ankle sprain in the first couple of weeks of the season he then re-injured it on three different occasions after that and tried to gut his way through it each time and finally after week 14 the Colts said all right we're gonna we're gonna shelve Jonathan Taylor rightfully so this guy despite Despite the fact the Colts were on their way to a four-win season, just an awful, awful football team to watch in every respect, uh, this guy, Jonathan Taylor, put it on the line every single week. That's all you can ask, right? That loyalty and consistency, despite how awkward the front office may be, like... the Colts kind of don't deserve that. Yeah, all from a 23-year-old. Yeah, as the well. Colts don't 23 deserve year old, that. 23-year-old. And so everything was was copacetic. Everything was kosher until around draft time. And then there started to be the talk of contracts. And then this whole thing mushroom clouded into uh, this running back discussion and their worth and their value. I mean, running backs are, uh, other than specialists, based on the money, the least valuable position in all of football. You know, when I remember specifically when Jim Ursay first made his comments about Jonathan Taylor was your birthday when we were at Kapow. Mm-hmm. You were scrolling on your phone and you're like, oh, oh, this Jonathan Taylor stuff's going to get nasty. And when's yep. your birthday? Uh, July 2nd. Yeah. So that's so, around when it happened. So this was a situation where Jonathan Taylor saying, hey, I want to talk contract. I want to talk contract. I want to talk contract. And why wouldn't he? I mean, he is, he is, and he has been called multiple times by Chris Ballard, the GM, and Jim Ursay, the owner, the best player on the Colts, the best offensive player that the Colts have. So, hey, I'm 23. Uh, let's let's talk contract. I don't want to go through this franchise tag debacle that other running backs have gone through. Look what just happened to a 27-year-old Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Flat out just released, right? Um, went into free agency, and many believe got overpaid by the Jets. So... Jonathan Taylor wants to do business, and he wants to do business now. And why wouldn't he? He is uh, he, he's he's just now a year and a half removed from over two thousand all-purpose yards. So then, in a non-shocking turn of events, the Colts go from "Oh, this is the best offensive player we have" to "Ah, uh, uh, not sure, not sure we're we're ready to talk money." Not sure we're going to. Uh, not sure we're going to actually go to that place. And so then a stalemate began. Jonathan Taylor ended up having ankle surgery. Started the rehab process. Things were still okay. Things were still good. And then there was in July a public Colts practice, and Jim Irsay rolls up, meets with Jonathan Taylor after a meeting with the GM Chris Ballard a couple of weeks prior, but it's just Jonathan Taylor and it's Jim Irsay talking, chatting, having a heart-to-heart, boys being boys. They come out of that 
And the quote that Jeanette was was referencing, this is the quote that Jim Irsay gave to The Athletic. If I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. We know that. The National Football League rolls on. It doesn't matter who comes and goes. It's a privilege to be a part of it. That was all part of a diatribe where Jim Irsay made sure that everybody knew we're not going to pay Jonathan Taylor right now. So then what happens? Jonathan Taylor, after that, immediately snap of a finger says, I want to trade. I want out. And so the Colts say, hey, all right, fine. We'll honor your request. You and your agent start shopping around. See who's interested. And two teams were interested. The Dolphins, we knew right away, were going to be interested. And then the mystery team that was revealed yesterday as the Packers. Needless to say, a trade didn't happen. A trade didn't take place. And then we start to hear that the, the, the Colts are asking the Dolphins for Jalen Waddell in return for Jonathan Taylor. And all these insane asks for a guy who doesn't want to play for the Colts any longer. And Chris Ballard, the GM, goes to the media yesterday. He has a press conference, and he starts talking about the relationship. He starts talking about how, yeah, the situation's not good, but I care for the man. There's a relationship. Listen to this. After all we just went through, listen to this from Chris Ballard, who's not ready to pay Jonathan Taylor, his best player. Not ready to pay him, but boy, does he care for him. Here's Chris Ballard. I'm Jonathan Taylor. I care deeply for Jonathan Taylor. I have great respect for Jonathan Taylor. Um, Our relationship, I would tell you, is, look, even when it gets hard, I, I I won't quit on the relationship. I won't do it. I think too much of the young man. I think too much of what he's given our organization and how hard he's played for us. And what sucks, I mean, the situation I'm not going to sit here and give you some rosy picture like, oh, this is just, everything's okay. No, it sucks. It sucks for the Colts. It sucks for Jonathan Taylor. And it sucks for our fans. We got work to do. We do. We got work to do on the relationship. And we got work to do to, to find a, a solution to the problem and which, what we're going to do. So he cares deeply. You, you hear that, Jeanette, and that's a man who cares deeply for his mm-hmm. running back, Jonathan Taylor. Now, when the subject of, hey, could this stunt Anthony Richardson, your, your golden goose, your brand new shiny toy, the future of the franchise, could this, could this stunt the growth of, of young Anthony Richardson if there's no Jonathan Taylor behind him? to help with offensive touches, to move the football, to keep the pressure off of Anthony Richardson. I want you to to listen to Chris Ballard's response. Uh, you think that stunts Anthony's growth or hinders his early development, not have Johnson next to him? Well, look, when you don't have a great player, I mean, but I don't think it stunts his growth. No, not at all. Hey, but it doesn't, I mean, I don't know. Did it? Stun Andrew's growth without a special bag? So he's referencing Andrew Luck. There are a couple of things wrong with that. One, you can argue it absolutely stunted Andrew Luck's mm-hmm. growth that he didn't have a elite running back behind him because Andrew Luck got the old living hell beaten out of him and then retri- retired at age 29. Okay? So that's the first 
thing that's wrong with that. The second is you're going to compare the pure natural quarterbacking skills of Andrew Luck to very green, very, very raw Anthony Richardson. I mean, Stone, are you kidding me? Yeah, Andrew Luck coming out of college was the highest graded quarterback in he NFL was, draft history. He was a complete product. I think he was a 99, right? And I know we don't buy all of the stock of the Todd McShays and the Mel Kybers when it comes to draft time. But, but Andrew then he Luck, showed it in retrospect. Everything that he, we said he was coming out of the draft, he turned into as a pro. I mean, in the snap of a finger. I mean, he was a 99 grade coming out of college. Anthony Richardson was far from a 99 grade coming out of college. So the comparison, a stretch. Uh, and again, Jeanette, he uh, retired at age 29 because he was asked to drop back and throw 40 times a game and get the Olivine hell beaten out of him. Ursay sounds like a complete idiot. Well, it's Ballard. It's Ballard. We'll get to oh, Ursay in a second. Sorry. We'll get to Ursay in a second. Oops. Speaking of, who was, you know, just out of curiosity, I'm drawing a blank on my end over here, Andrew Luck's running back. I mean, can we even think of a name? It's not going to be, I I, I couldn't, I couldn't. Um, Jim Ursay, a couple of weeks ago, was actually talking about running backs and young quarterbacks, which is funny. So you see Chris Ballard, hey, did it stunt Andrew? Did it stunt Andrew? Did it stunt Andrew that he didn't have uh, an elite running back behind him? But then listen to to the owner of the Colts, Jim Ursay, just three weeks ago, talking about pretty damn near the same thing in regards to Peyton Manning. Looking forward to a great season, hoping, you know, hoping Jonathan's a big part of that. And, and so um, I think we had a good conversation. And, and uh, um, you know, like I said, on where we go, and we're, we're looking forward to, um, you know, really having um, uh you know, hopefully Jonathan there, um, excited and healthy with, uh, you know, I, I think everyone remembers, you know, Marshall Falk with uh, Peyton Manning, uh, Peyton's rookie year, and and um, Marshall got the magic back, no question, um, and uh, really helped Peyton have a great rookie year, even though it was so, uh, 3 and so- Jim Irsay, the owner, three weeks ago was saying, man, it really helped that young rookie quarterback, Peyton Manning, to have Marshall Falk behind him. But then Chris Ballard yesterday, eh, did it, did it stun Andrew Luck's growth not to have an elite back? Ah, we're fine. We're good. I stay with what I said. Ursay sounds like a complete idiot if more, if not more than Ballard, you dropping those names. Yeah, well, Ursay also, uh, his sound, that's the sound of hard living right there. Jim Ursay as well. So Peyton Manning, <laughs> Marshall. some hard living. <laughs> Peyton Manning, Marshall Falk, um, Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, Andrew Luck, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. Who? There you go. Marlon yep. Mack. That's right. Who? Marlon Mack sounds like some reality TV series you see like on CMT or something. He does. He does. Look at the backgrounds of Marlon Mack going to the swamp. So remember, Jeanette, just a couple of minutes ago when we heard Chris Ballard talking about how, hey, we're going to repair this relationship. We're going to repair this relationship. I care for this man. I care for this man. At the very end of Chris Ballard's press conference yesterday, he was, he was asked about how he determines who he's going to pay. And he said, hey, I've always said this. Players, players uh, if, they're, if they're great, we're going to pay them. Except, I want you to, to, to listen to this exchange. This is Chris Ballard on why he hasn't paid Jonathan Taylor yet if he's so great. What he wants or what you think is, is, is fair on both sides? I, let me say this. I, I, the running back market is what it is, but you pay. I've said this all along. Like I didn't have, Quentin Nelson didn't have a problem playing a guard a lot of money, which other people don't either. Like you, when guys are having great seasons and great, have a chance to really help your football team. Absolutely. I mean, I, 
the running market is what it is, but look, great players are what they are too. So I, I think that all works. I think there's a... We won four games last year. We won four games. That was Chris Ballard. His response to then, if Jonathan Taylor is such a great player, why can't you pay him? We won four games last year. Well, so much for repairing that relationship. If I'm Jonathan Taylor and I hear that, I say, I am more out the door than I was before. That ain't my fault. You hired Jeff Saturday as your interim coach last year, okay? Jeff Saturday for a publicity stunt, okay? That wasn't on me. I tried to gut through three different high ankle sprains, and now you're not going to pay me because we only won four games last year? Get the bleep out of here, Chris Ballard. After months and months and months of investigating, looking for answers, right? Why? Why is this happening? All it took was a reporter to piss Chris Ballard off mm-hmm. for his true colors to come out right. and say we won right. four games. So if people, if you're out there looking for answers as to why this is happening, Chris Ballard from his mouth, quote, we won four games. There's your answer. Right there. There it is. Was this before or after Zeke got his contract with the Pats? As far uh, as what he just said, this was after. Okay. Yeah, yeah. this okay. was yesterday. Just, this was yesterday. Oh, because but the Jonathan Taylor situation has been brewing for months. For sure, but isn't Zeke's contract, if you do this, if you do yeah. that, then you get more but money. Zeke's also near the end of his career. This right. is incentive-laden because he got he's flat out got released. That was it for him and the Cowboys. He, did, he, he didn't have a home. But wouldn't he be able to do the same thing for Jonathan Taylor if you want to pull the, we uh, only won four no, games but, but card? But, but here's the problem. Jonathan Taylor wants a trade, and the Colts, who don't want to pay him, are asking for Jalen Waddle, who, if he wasn't on the Dolphins, would be the number one wide receiver more than seventy te- more than seventy percent of the teams in the league. Mm-hmm. He's the most productive wide receiver too in the NFL. So it's disingenuous. The Colts are saying, "Ah, uh, we, we 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 he's a running back. He's a running back. We're not ready to pay him. He's a running back." And part of the press conference yesterday was, "Oh, he still has soreness in his ankle from his his surgery. He's a running back. We're not ready to pay him. Injury concern." But then when the Dolphins are trying to do good faith business. Uh, we want Jalen Waddle. Uh, it, it, the whole thing is disingenuous. They are now holding Jonathan Taylor hostage, mm-hmm. just like the Blazers are holding Damian Lillard hostage. Oh, we don't want hero. We don't want hero. Hey, Woj, go speak for us. We're not going to say anything. We're going to go in hiding. Uh, we'll wait for a better deal. We don't like, the, uh, like what the Heat are offering. Wait, who else has actually offered for Dame? Who has made a better offer uh, for Dame than the Heat? Because you would think in 2023 with our news cycle, Jeanette, we would know. We would hear immediately who's made another deal mm-hmm. for Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We haven't heard a single damn thing, which means it hasn't happened, which means the Heat have the best deal. Crickets. So... I'm tired of GMs in front offices holding players hostage. I'm tired of it. And the people who are, when it comes to the everyday man, the blue-collar worker, damn the man, damn the man, unions, workers' rights, those same meatball dopes when it comes to sports, oh, that athlete wants to dictate his path, bleep him. It's all about the man. Strike him down, Joe Cronin. Teach him a lesson, Chris Ballard. I hate that. I hate that. I am so angry with the Colts and the Blazers. And may- Oh, well, Ken, it's because your team couldn't land the big fish. Maybe. But that's objectively bull bleep. What the Blazers have done and what the Colts have done to Dame and to Jonathan Taylor, respectively. It makes me angry. I am angry at the Colts. I am angry at the Blazers. Not only because... They've screwed the Dolphins 
and the Heat, but because they are the glaring example of a front office gone ego. I mean, it is true in my world that Joe Cronin is dealing out of a place of pettiness, which has no business, no business dictating the livelihood of Damian Lillard, who's done nothing but cater to that Portland Trailblazers organization. And then Jonathan Taylor, who, through no fault of his own, plays a position, maybe the best in the NFL, but unfortunately is the least valued position because the GMs are the ones who have suppressed the value of the running back. He wants his. He wants what he deserves. And so what is Chris Ballard going to do? Hold him hostage and talk out of both sides of his mouth. I'm angry. I hate that. I think the craziest part about the entire Jonathan Taylor thing is what we learned yesterday in the audio that we just played, right? Quote, we won four games. I think... What Chris Ballard is doing Chris right Ballard there. Chris Ballard has more to do with that, by the way, than Jonathan Taylor. And, and that's where I'm going. That's what makes this so crazy. So you, in a sense, are, are pushing or putting some of the blame on Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. when you very well might be that front office, that coaching staff, the sole reason you won four games for reasons we already spoke about, right? The Jeff Saturdays, the Matt Ryans. Like, you did nothing, nothing to put your team in position to win more than four games in that be the reason that you're going with as far as why you can't pay Jonathan Taylor. I think that's what makes this so crazy. His true colors finally came out and he needs to get roped for, for, for that quote, for that, for that drop. Which team at this moment, no matter the sport, makes you feel most angry? Which team at this moment, no matter the sport, makes you feel most angry? It's the Blazers. It has been the Blazers for me. But here come the Colts coming up and coming in hot down the backstretch. Which team at this moment, no matter the sport, makes you feel most angry? By the way, Colts, backstretch, horses. Good, right? 888-760-3776. That was a stretch. Another good horse joke. Which team at this moment, no matter the sport, makes you feel the most angry? Down the stretch they come. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Who's a team right now, Jeanette? Right before the NFL season starts, we're still a couple of months from the NBA. We're in baseball season. Um, What's a team that just by its sheer existence right now, some of, of what it's done either on the field or court or off the field or court is making you angry. This one's an easy answer for me, and I've been trying to watch Get Up every morning just, you know, getting ready for a football season, and every time this team comes up, I can't, I'm not ready to acknowledge their quarterback, uh, the Cleveland Browns. The name Deshaun Watson still pisses me off. The fact that he got a five-year, $230 million guaranteed contract despite all the allegations still pisses me off. That's still going to be the biggest contract in NFL history for another four or five years. There's no doubt. uh, You had 66 women in 17 months. I just did the math real quick. You had four different massage therapists or whatever for 17 months. That's absolutely absurd. The way that it was carried by the NFL, first by the four games out, and then it's, what, 14 it's just, it was the whole thing. Seeing that man play in the NFL or just know that he has the potential to be a starting quarterback with a huge contract, despite everything that he did off the field, literally pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, and I, it's both from like the, the, I don't know if people are upset about that. I don't care. As a female, that is terrible. Again, 66 women, 17 months, allegations still popping off, and that man is going to go. On a field, professional football player, and act like nothing happened with the whole with the whole organization supporting him. He's going to attempt to this year. He's going to absolutely attempt to. 
Which team at this moment, no matter the sport, makes you feel the most angry? Jeanette says the Browns. They, they, they paid Deshaun Watson the biggest contract in NFL history, largely so they could help him pay potential legal bills. Like That's, that, that, that's the, the easiest dot connector that I think we've found in the NFL and like, over the last five years. And one thing I noticed is once he got his money, a lot of these women pulled out with settlements. And I'm like, I wonder as of well. Of course. Well, that's the whole point. But that's what I'm saying. It pisses me off that a huge portion of that money was given as hush money to these women who are going through terrible trauma now. And they get to watch this guy play potentially on, on Sundays. It pisses me off. Hey man, business as usual. Pisses Which team off. at this moment, no matter the sport, makes you feel the most angry? The Colts and Blazers are neck and neck right now. I mean, they are holding superstar elite talents who deserve the best and deserve their chance to ply their path. And it's two different things. Damian Lillard's looking for a ring. Jonathan Taylor in a a position that basically is the least car of sports. Like the running back position, it's basically treated like a leased automobile. Like, oh, well, we're going to drive this thing hard and then we'll just give it back. It's all good. Jonathan Taylor's saying, I need to to get mine. I I, I, I need respect. Mm Mm-hmm. I put myself out there last year, uh, and, and, and Chris Ballard has the audacity to talk about, well, he didn't have as much production uh, last year as he did two seasons before. Um, well, dude, he still, with that ankle issue, is going out there, putting his body on the line. That right there is the show of loyalty. It sucks. It really, really, oh, Ken, it's just the price of doing business. Well, business sucks. Sorry. And and I wanted to retract my statement. I agreed with you when I said that it's going to be the the highest outstanding contract we've had. I think Joe Burrow. I think he's going to get one, two, three, four million dollars more than Deshaun Watson did. I think that's just a statement the Bengals make. I think Joe Burrow gets more guaranteed. That might money happen sometime this Watson, year. Right? I hope so because I hate that line. Deshaun Watson got paid Boy, more than anybody else. Going from Deshaun Watson being the highest paid player in NFL history to Joe Burrow, you couldn't you could not, at least for what we know, you could not be uh, talking about two more different people. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. At all. Are uh, you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Which team at this moment, pro college, no matter the sport, makes you feel most angry? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I say Blazers and Colts. It's a tie. Uh, Jeanette's going with the Browns, and we have your social media and your calls when we return. She's Jeanette Ahambier, the Dominic Queen. Still in the battle, it's Friday Night Lights, the birthday boy. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I got a uh, message here from uh, from Troy. Let me see if I can find it. Here we go. How could Baker Mayfield be mid? By the way, just a little context on this. It's Stone the Banner, which is 25th. And it is Pente Cinco for yes. those Spanish speakers. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it is Stone the Banowitz's 25th birthday. We got confirmation 9.45 a.m. is when Stone was born. So he is officially 25. Uh, but he... Uh, oh, oh, and by the way, we know what's coming this afternoon if you see Josh Cohen. Josh Cohen and the home team, 4 o'clock every day here on ESPN 106.3. Oh, well, Stone, you're in your 26th year of life. That's his big, like, birthday thing. I don't get it. I don't either. If you're 25, you're entering your 26th year of life because uh, that's that's how that works. I don't get it. Maybe I'm not smart enough. He Me loves he, he, he loves doing that. He'll explain it, but it's his thing. He is a year in a room full of idiots right yeah. now. I don't know how to explain it. He's right, but also he loves to do that. So he can be like, oh, what? You don't get it? Like, that's his thing. All right. Anyways, no. so um, <laughs> so we gave Stone we gave Stone a, uh, a candle. A candle. It's a long candle. It's a religious candle. It is what we believe to be an artistic rendering of the, the body of Christ with Baker Mayfield's head and face on it. Uh, and and he, is, he is exalting to the heavens. With a bunch of uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers propaganda underneath him. Right. So uh, Stone Lebanowitz, Baker Mayfield's number one fan because Stone loves mid-quarterbacks. We got him in candle of St. Baker, the patron saint of mid-quarterbacks. There we go. There's the context. And this message will make a lot more sense. From Troy. How could Baker be mid if he took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and actually won a playoff game? That is no task for a mere mortal. The problem is, the year that uh, Baker Mayfield led the Browns to the playoffs, went 11-5, and five. Baker Mayfield was uh, uh, 18th in yards in the NFL that season. Uh, he was, I'll give you this, he was the 10th highest QBR in the league at 65-5. He was 15th in the league, though, in quarterback rating at 95-9. So all of those numbers are mid. Like, by definition, he was middle of the <laughs> league uh, in some of the key metrics we used to, to uh, rate quarterbacks. I will give him credit for this, though. 26 touchdowns, by the way, middle of the league. But 26 touchdowns to eight interceptions, all right. That that part was not mid. Yeah, a few things there. So those stats you just rattled off, mm-hmm. better than half of the league, right? So 10, 14, half all that. middle. Mid. All that. Yeah, but mid. Uh, you're really taking some liberties with better than half the league okay. by like I'm, a team or two. I'm a math guy, all right? That's, that's less than <laughs> oh, half of 32. you are, but you couldn't figure out your 26th year? <laughs> Neither could you. Listen, so 32. I'm not a math girl. 32 divided by two, that's going to be... 16. 16. That's going to be 16. So if he's 14th <laughs> in QBR in 10th in yards, I mean, what are we talking about here? That's better than half the league also. That's one more playoff win than Mr. Justin Herbert. Uh, sure. How about that? Okay. But Try that one on. Look at all the tangible numbers, the numbers, like the actual, his numbers. I'm not a numbers guy. Okay. But you like math. <laughs> make it make sense, though. Hey, no, no, no. He's a math guy, not a numbers guy. Right. Okay. Um. So, so, so which team at this moment, no matter the sport, makes you feel most angry? I am really, really, really upset with the Blazers and the Colts because they are holding guys hostage. Like, flat out holding, holding guys hostage. And I'm sick of the, hey, that's business. That's just the business. That's just the business. No, it's wrong. It's inherently wrong. And then when you say, hey, Jonathan Taylor, yeah, go, go seek out a trade partner. And then the trade partners call, and the Dolphins are trying to acquire him, and the Colts are coming back. With their disingenuous, well, we want Jalen Waddle. We want Jalen Waddle. No, 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 no. You can't sit there and say, oh, we love Jonathan Taylor, but then say, oh, but we can't pay him because he's a running back and he's been injured. And Jonathan Taylor's looking for money and extension. Everybody knows that. And so the Dolphins are trying to help this guy out and trying to give you value. 
trying to give you value for Jonathan Taylor because what are you going to do? Just keep putting him on franchise tags because uh, that's their plan. That's their plan. So they're trying to give you value for someone they'll end up paying. and uh, Or it could be like Dalvin Cook and you get no value for him at all. I mean, what do you want? What do you want? So the Dolphins are trying to do business and the Colts, oh, give us Jalen Waddle. That's not serious business. That's not serious business. You're you're not going to sit there and say, and Jim Irsay going to say, hey, if we die tomorrow, nobody, the league moves on. The league moves on. If Jonathan Taylor and I die tomorrow, the league moves on. And uh, he still got some soreness in his ankle. And uh, why didn't you pay him? We we won four games. And then the Dolphins come and say, hey, we'll give you X draft pick, maybe multiple draft picks, and we'll take on Jonathan Taylor. And then say, no, we want Jalen Waddle, who would be a quarterback uh, a wide receiver won 70% of the league. That's bad business. Like, sorry, that's, that's, that's just bad business, disingenuous waste of time business, hostage-taking business if you're the Colts. Yes. I don't like it. 70% of the league, so there's 32 teams, so 70% is 25 of those teams. So I think, yeah, he's a, he's a starting wide receiver on 25 of those teams. Also, on the most elementary scale possible when it comes to paying Jonathan Taylor, so you paid Dalvin $8 million. Mm-hmm. You paid Josh Jacobs $12 million. Ursay, Ballard, how hard is it to toss JT $10 million? Just, just meet him in the middle. Let's get this thing over with. Here's $10 million, and we move on. We can, yeah. re- we can reconstruct this contract. I just don't understand how you don't pay him any bit of money. Or find a way to get it incentive-based, but also uh, find like twelve and a half. If J- If Jacobs got $12 million, sure. $12.5 incentive-based as a 23-year-old coming off his rookie contract, arguably one of the best backs in the league. That's disrespectful, though. I mean, look at what happened it's with... disrespectful, the- but I feel like that's an honest middle ground, too. Like, get the 10 mil, and if you, if you want to go with the quote, we only won four games, then go off. We go as I go, says Jonathan Taylor. So you're going to make me, me dance for it? That's not how this works. Especially if you think that I am the face of this team right now, which it. he is. At least the Giants, and again, the Giants did the bare minimum. But the Giants came with a boost in money and then with incentives to at least get uh, Saquon Barkley in the camp and appease him for this season. Colts can't even do that with Jonathan Taylor. Like that just, the whole thing sucks. The Blazers holding uh, Dame hostage sucks. The Colts holding Jonathan Taylor hostage, it sucks. Which team at this moment, no matter the sport, makes you feel most angry? 888 888- 760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. We'll ask Steve Politino as well when we come back. Ask Steve's the smartest man we know. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. We'll see if Steve's a math guy. Still in the Banowitz, the birthday boy. Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.